the show director Tracy, co-stars Constantine and Nicholas from The Dark State. How is everybody doing today? Doing great. Thanks for having us. Good morning. Good morning. We're awesome. Thank you for having us. Hope everyone's nice and safe and feeling good. So Dark State is about an investigator reporter must choose between helping expose the truth or accepting that the world is ruled by a global network of ruthless insiders determined to wield power over all of the mankind in incoming Dark State. Tracy, you wrote and directed the film. Where did the idea come from? Just my interest in the subject matter because Dark State really, I guess at the crux of the issue is the, that age old battle between good versus evil. And um, I just wanted to tell a story that I felt was um, relevant and timely. Constantine, you play Adorno, who is somewhat of a dirtbag, I guess you would say. <laughs> what kind of attracted you to this role? You know, I swear I'm really a nice guy. I don't know why I get all these just black-hearted, sold, uh, roles uh it just maybe i don't know it's the hair it's the greek thing um maybe playing jekyll and hyde uh and whatnot but you know i'm happy to be working on cool projects like this tracy's great and you look lovely this morning tracy it's nice to see your face mm -hmm. um and uh really just it's always a thrill to work on uh cool pro passion projects like this a great crew a great cast um, and I just show up, man. I show up and I, I try to, you know, serve the text, serve the story. And for me, um, I, I think she had me in mind and they were really great about um, communicating the concept and ideas to me. And it worked out um, all around with scheduling and everything. And, you know, I was born in Brooklyn, but I grew up in New Jersey and, uh, you know, there are so many interesting, weird New Jersey uh, things that happen. There was, there's a famous indie magazine called Weird New Jersey. I think they have it in like every market now. And, you know, a uh, lot of weird stuff down there by the Pine Barrens have happened and Hamilton. And I just thought it was so interesting to be able to be a part of a project that could, uh, you know, with that as a backdrop. And um, plus the character had a really cool name, like me. <laughs> Same question to you, Nicholas. What attracted you to the role of Rusty? It, uh, well, clearly, you know, people must just look at me as the good guy, whereas they're looking at Constantine as opposite. Uh, no, it was the, um, it was really cool to, to be the person, to be the perspective of the audience, hopefully, and to kind of uh, be able to usher the plot line. Um, through Rusty's eyes, you're kind of learning what's happening with uh, with the characters, with the evolution of the plot as Rusty's learning it and as he's dismayed and um, stunned and trying to get to the roots of people and the story. And there's some shockers and some really cool things that um, even for me, I was reading the script thinking, oh my God, what? No, well, that, that can't be. And um, in a day and age where it's hard to surprise an audience and do it authentically and not just for shock, you know, that's definitely an appealing thing to be a part of. Tracy, to you, Taylor Roark plays Alicia in this film and she plays the reporter trying to figure out what is going on, what's transpiring for Katie. 
Uh, she's great in this. What attracted you to casting her for this role? I, I really did feel that she she was Alicia. It, she just, uh, when we auditioned her, it just, um, her whole person, I felt, uh, was, was what I had in mind. And uh, she just became the character, really. So thank you for, for mentioning that. I, I, I totally agree. So thank you. Yeah, I, I thought her character had a lot of layers and how she, she obviously is pivotal in working with basically everybody within the film. So for me, and I'm doing my research, I, I felt like this, I couldn't find anything else. Was this her first lead role? Well, she, I, I don't think it's her first lead role in, um, in general. I mean, of course she was a, she's a theater actress and she's done a ton of theater in Philadelphia mm -hmm. area and beyond, but uh, it may be her first lead role in a film. Um, I believe it is. Yeah, as far as my conversations with her and getting and getting to know her throughout the process, yeah, I think this is, uh, I feel pretty confident in saying that it was, you know, going back to to our interactions that this was her her first jump in and and Tracy even tortured her on the, her, our first day of shooting by we did this very long <laughs> scene and she was like, oh, oh my God, this is what we're starting with, huh? Okay. Like, yeah, don't worry, you only have 100 pages to go over the last year. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> she is really good in it. I, I, I honestly was like, oh, who is this girl? How come I don't know her? Um, and, you know, it's just, it just goes to show you there's, there's really just so much talent out there. There's so many actors that can do the job. And I get it, you know, with bigger projects, it's driven by stars and celebrity and whatnot. But you know, cast cast the actor that you want that's gonna do the job and serve your story the best. Um, and um, there's just so much interesting stuff out there. I mean, I find myself actually watching on streaming stuff, things I've never heard of, you know, and with actors that I don't know, a lot of foreign stuff and whatnot. So it's really cool to have um, actors get an opportunity like that. And then when they deliver, you know, all the better. Yes. For sure. Absolutely, the, the cast comes together very well. Constantine, to you, I was doing in my research as well, is this, this is one of your first lead feature film roles as well. So what's the adjustment process from stage, musician to acting in a film? Like how hard is that transition for you? Yeah, you know, I, a lot of people don't know and that's, that's cool. I, I grew up as an actor uh, doing theater. And for me, you know, it's not like you're doing Broadway and it's a different acting than, than you would do in film and television. You know, I've done a lot of episodic work over the years and um, some indie stuff, sure, as far as films and features. And it, this was just one of those years. I, I have another film, you know, either side of midnight that's hitting festivals now that, you know, I'm a, I'm a, a principal in as well and and a couple of things that are on demand right now so it was just one of those years maybe i think sometimes when you have a lot of um success with like let's say a, a brand like like rock of ages and or um spam calls why just um or or american idol you kind of become synonymous with those names it's harder to break away to have casting and have uh, creators see you as anything else but like that um, so 
it takes a, it's it takes a little time and it's nice to sort of put some distance between you and those projects you get a little older you know you sort of fall into a different category and then you sort of hit your stride uh working uh in your 40s uh, um on more you know film and television type stuff so for me really the approach to the work is the same you know um serve the text you know what is what do i want in the scene how am i going to get it and um just really being natural and whatnot um and when you get to work with you know great creatives um like we had on this film um it's just it's very very natural and very organic uh, nicholas do you in looking at your filmography you do a lot of television and then there's obviously you do movies as well what's the biggest difference from filming an episodic television show to going to like a full feature like this well the for me the the thing that I prefer and I really like is finding the rhythm when you're in a feature or something, you know, if you're going in and do Constantinos is going in and doing a, a guest spot or you're doing a couple episodes, you know, you're kind of, it's like coming off the bench or, you know, pinch hitting cold and you're just kind of, you're coming into, uh, you're jumping on a moving train and you're trying to, to do your thing and then help them do the thing you're supposed to do and, and you're off and onto the next thing and um, working on a feature like this or, is more uh, akin to, to working on stage where you're, you get to kind of dive into the character and the story and do all that stuff and kind of live in it more than, than you do if, if you're going in, you're doing a, an episode here, a couple of episodes there, a week here, a week there, and, and then you're off to the next thing. It, it's fun to kind of investigate and in, in, uh, mine down into all the, the cool things that you can find out of a good script and with a good director and writer and and job when, when you're doing a feature like that it's you can encompass yourself a lot more which is cool uh, tracy to you the, the film unpacks a lot of uh, i would say you know controversy that you know gets swept under the rug right and is it easy not not easy but when you're writing something like this you see a lot of what happens in this film happen on everyday everyday news television do you do you borrow from some of that aspect to help write this story? Uh, this was written uh, before COVID. Um, so this was written a while ago, but you're right. It could have been taken right from the, the headlines today, really. It's, it's very timely. And I'm happy to get it out there when, when we're getting it out there, honestly. Um, but again, it's just the subject matter that interests me. And uh, I think uh, that the film pretty much shows both sides of how people think. It, it, it's not one-sided. It doesn't, it doesn't force any opinion down your throat. Um, and I just, I, I hope it finds its way uh, because of that reason. Because I think that it, although you, you, like you said, it could be ripped from the headlines today, I think it's very balanced the way it's presented by, you know, by all the actors and, and so. All right, guys, I got one more fun one before you go. This one off the duff definitely be for fun for Constantine, but for everybody here, I like oh, to ask no. this. I like to ask this question. <laughs> I like to ask this question. It's my new favorite question to ask. At one point, I'm going to splice all of these together, but what is, and Constantine, I'm gonna make you go last here, obviously, but what is everybody's favorite Go to karaoke song, Nicholas. To you first. <laughs> oh, to me first. I couldn't even tell you the last time I 
sang a karaoke song. I, oh my God, I don't know. I probably have to go, you know, I would have to go with something I think out of Top Gun just because we're, we're about yes. to come back into the, the sequel and the whole world is just waiting for it. And so I probably just have to go up and embarrass myself with something from the original. Tracy so we're talking like, uh, like Tracy to uh, you first. We'll, 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 hold on, Tracy to you. Oh, sorry. I feel like whenever uh, one of those nights comes about, my friends, it, it just always turns out to be like friends in low places, sports books. I don't know why. <laughs> it just does. Yeah. All right, Constantine. Like, you're, it's not fair for you to do karaoke yeah. compared to all of us. But what is what was what was what would be your go-to karaoke here? Um. I have to admit, yeah, there's, uh, there's something to being like, you know, a pretty, I don't know, a professional singer to then like showing up and like, just be like, I am, um, I just figured I'd sing a song. You know, it just feels like it's just so wrong. It's like, uh, I don't know, a professional basketball player. I don't know, showing up and just schooling some some kids. And <laughs> anyway, it just, but you know, it's fun when you're with other performers as well and you're just having fun. Um, and wow, I mean, come on. It's probably something in the world of Rock of Ages, like some sort of, you know, Journey tune or Bon Jovi, Living on a Prayer, you know, the big key change, uh, you know, the Guns and Roses, you know, I sort of grew up in that, you know, to high school in the 90s, um, you know, early 90s, where all, you know, the grunge bands, I, I love stuff like that to sing. And that's a lot of fun. So for sure. But wait, uh, Nicholas, was it which song from Top Gun? Are we talking, you never close your eyes, like something like that? I think I think I'd have to go more like Danger Zone. Oh, I was gonna say if it's yeah. danger zone, that's just like another level. Yeah. That's just like, whoa. If you went up there with like the glasses, like you would that would be that would slay for sure. Yeah, I was gonna say, like mine's always like living on a prayer. Cannot hit any of the notes. Obviously, cannot hit any of the notes. <laughs> that's the way so, it's supposed to be. Exactly. Yeah. So when Constantine said he like, you know, living, you know, Bon Jovi, I'm like, well, I mean, that's not fair. Like I do Bon Jovi, yeah. but I can't, you know. He's like, hit the notes. I'm like, what notes? Like it's, you know, I kind of <laughs> kind of heard everybody along the way. But Shoot, I John, to... John doesn't even have to sing the lyrics anymore. He just holds the mic out. He's like, what's up? Come on, <laughs> sing it. Exactly. 100,000 of you, sing it back to me. So. Absolutely. I want to thank all you guys for your time today. The, the, the film is fantastic. So thank you so much for everybody's time today. Thanks so much. Thanks for having You're us. You're the best, dude. Thank you for having us. Check out check out the new album while you're at it. It's uh, available everywhere. So good stuff.